Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast with your host, Sam, my stepbrother, Travis. Travis, how's your week been going and uh, what are you excited to talk about today? Week's been good, man. First day on the new job, a little bit slow, slow week, but I do get to play in the company golf tournament on Monday, so that's great. Have they seen so, you play golf? No, exactly. Well, that's the thing. I'm playing with people um, and their parents, so we'll see how it goes. I told them, like, not great, but... Isn't there a tropical storm, Sam, coming up there? I don't know. I've not followed that, to be honest with you. But this is at, like, the Charles River Country Club, which I guess is supposed to be pretty prestigious and, like, need a mask. So, I guess we'll see. Is it, it going to be freezing? No, it's actually... Monday's supposed to be, like, 70. It's sunny. Okay. Yeah. So, even today, it said it was supposed to rain around here and it didn't happen, so... Yeah. Who knows? Well, we had a wild thunderstorm last night. That was pretty, pretty kind of cool, I will say. But it took me... 35 minutes to 40, 35 to 40 minutes to get about three and a half miles down the road to the gym to coach last night. <laughs> um, when the rain comes, man, stay off the roads out here. Um, well, we got quite a bit to talk about. Obviously, recapping a week that was um, the week two of NFL. I know a lot of people, if you're listening to this, hey, you've probably caught up with a lot of things that happened, but want to get our reactions to you. Uh, obviously Patriots, but just league-wise, and then what's it looking like coming into uh, tomorrow? So the time this recording, Saturday, um, going into week three against the Saints, who have looked like two different teams at this point. Uh, so who knows what we'll see. Um, but we'll get into that, all of that. Um, but do you want to start a little like last time, kind of go around the league first, and then Good, we'll I mean- draw ourselves back? For sure. I feel like in a week's time span, you got to go back and remember what happened. There are definitely no. some good games. Um, yeah. I mean, even sure. starting – yeah, we did record on Saturday. I'm trying to remember because we yeah, caught do we, I mean, do we want to talk about sort of the game of maybe the weekend, the Chiefs and the, the, the Ravens, kind of Ravens and Lamar were able to get that um, – all those losses off their back for at least one game here, and it was a pretty epic game. Um I don't know if you watch this. I mean, both both quarterbacks, just spectacular. Um, Lamar is just a special player. Just so much fun to watch. But did you did you catch any of that game? Yeah, I actually watched a fair bit of it. I mean, again, so much of what Lamar did was with his feet. Um, and it's not great to have – I'm just quickly looking at his stats. I think he had, like, at least 10-plus rushes, like design runs or, you know, scrambles. Um but, I mean, the ultimate thing is, yeah, they beat them this week. But, like, let's say it's a hypothetical AFC championship game. I don't know if Baltimore has the skill to get there. But, like, they're going to need to beat him with his arm, not his feet. Not even just the skill, but just overall the health. Yeah, that, exactly. You're right. I mean, it's going to have a Robert uh, Griffin III situation at some point with that guy. Like, well, just... we say that. But at the same time, it's like, Lamar. I think I mentioned this last week. Lamar's last move of every play is unbelievable. Um, and he's so shifty. He's so, uh, you know, you want to say, you want to couple him into a running quarterback. And everyone says that exactly what you said, Dale. You know, you don't know how long someone can play like that. Um, and I just, I, it's hard for me to even see it because he's so, he's not, you have to put him in a category by himself because this is the quarterback he is. Um, obviously by the stats, Jim Harbaugh, is it Jim? It's Jim Harbaugh, right? Yes. 
yeah forget i get the harbaugh yeah. i was just watching the michigan game looking at harbaugh and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and um i don't even know it might be john i don't know one of them <laughs> no, i think it's john now damn it um we're sorry listeners uh so he he uh i mean i i give him all the credit in the world of of really having to change pretty much everything that you'd, you'd have to for play calling um, to really let this guy just be special and do his thing and completely trust that he's going to know when he can avoid the hit. Um, it's just, I haven't seen anyone be able to hit him. I know it only takes one, but yeah. uh, outside of other running mobile quarterbacks who you'll typically see get knocked around, I can just don't see it, but I mean, just special stuff. There was like that. And anytime he goes to run, Everybody respects that to that. He did that, not Tim Tebow pass, but he did sort of that shovel pass yeah, over that back. made it. So, um, man, what a fantasy quarterback. So two interceptions, not great. He's going to stop with a fumble. That's the other thing. No. And what about the Chiefs? What do you think about them? Because for so much of the games I watch them, they truly look like they're – like you can't – they truly look unbeatable. I know we're talking about a situation where they did lose this past – weekend but any, anytime i watch them I'm like man i don't know how they're going to lose that's why the super bowl this past year sort of surprised me um and is it simply just their defense but it just seems like they can score the ball every single time they get the you know they're on well, offense so yeah I, I mean you look at they just barely i would think the browns kind of gifted them the game last weekend um or sorry now it's two weekends ago the ravens game obviously was nailed by a real back and forth I mean, ultimately, what's going to come down to Kansas City is their defense. Um, yeah. and, you know, yeah, you, you do say that it does feel like they could score in every possession, but it's the same thing with that's not a four-minute to win by having, you know, letting up a touchdown and you go and get another one. It's like it's a possession game at that point. And by that, I mean, how many possessions can you get, you know? Right. Um, so, I mean, they got some things to figure out in that set of ball. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just – he's like the only guy in the league that can just like – when you say sling it, like he can just sling it around the yard. Like we saw Zach Wilson – after the game, after throwing four interceptions, saying he's going to be more aggressive and just start slinging it, like that's someone that shouldn't be slinging it because it's not working. <laughs> Mahomes can do it. You know, he's like the only guy um, to. I know, and Travis Kelsey, obviously, he's dangerous out there. Um, but anyways, great game that weekend. Um, another game I did end up watching. Uh, I think it turned out way more interesting than I thought it'd be. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. So another team that out there um it was interesting for a while final score doesn't look like it was interesting but right no so so they separated themselves quite a bit at the beginning and then they let them you know falcons made i'm not gonna say let them back in falcons made their run back in and then uh they just kind of closed the door at the end there with some some pick sixes but um i mean brady having the best statistical two-game start in his entire career the guy's 44 so um and then and i just so did you see have you seen that subway commercial with him with like it starts out as a clone and then at the very end i i gotta tell you i love subway's play at this because they're completely in on the joke yeah and at the very end they whisper it's like you don't you don't even eat subway or something like that You you didn't even eat bread you don't even eat bread, and I just think it's it's a uh, it's a very smart move by both parties. Get your get your money, Brady, 
And Subway is just like, hey, we're not even going to come out and say that he eats it. We're just telling you that he's here so that you guys can get the laugh along with us. Um, but anyways, yeah, Brady, Gronk, what, he's had two touchdowns in the past two games. Um, mm-hmm. That's scary. That's a scary, scary thing to see. Um, oh, and again, for the, from the Patriots' perspective, you know next weekend, we'll talk about this at some point in the future, but he's going to be fed the ball. I have a feeling Brady's going to look for him all, all game. Well, and this is where I was going to go, because I don't know if you watched any of the Monday Night Football um, with Peyton. So this was the first time I didn't get to see it the first week with Peyton and Eli, which was, I mean, it was so much knowledge that half of it was over my head. Like I didn't know what the hell they were talking about, but it was cool. I felt it was cool to think that I was learning something. And then they had Gronk on there. And I mean, these guys are just Gronk and Brady are just like, you know what? We got nothing to lose now. We're just going to go out there, have our fun, make our money. Uh, maybe mess around and win another Super Bowl here. Um, but there was a lot of news. Did you see the interview with his dad? And then did you see what his trainer, Alex Guerrero? Yeah, there's a lot said? of It's funny because, like, from a, I mean, just jumping off and talking about the Patriots, like, you said we're playing the Saints this weekend. And in the market, like, I talk about sports radio all the time. No one's even talking about the Saints. It's like you wouldn't even know the Patriots are playing the Saints this weekend because everyone's already talking about next weekend and specifically, you know, well, Guerrero. And, and this is what and this is what I was going on with this. Like, first off, they have a pretty tough game this weekend, too. Yeah, right. Um, against, against the Rams. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm all for that. That's going to be a fun one. I hope Stafford shows up and mm-hmm. slings the ball around. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like Super all of the attention. Um, I could definitely see the Bucks losing this with – not that Brady isn't focused, not that the team's not focused, but everything around it just feels like, hey, let's get to next week already. Um, when this this week, excuse me, this week is important for both teams. Um, and we'll talk about that. But, yeah, what do you what, – uh, so if, if anyone didn't hear, so we had Alex Guerrero came out and was like basically saying the reason Tom – it didn't work in New England at the end there was because – Bill Belichick was still treating a 40-year-old Tom Brady like he was a 20-year-old rookie. Um, and Brady, it, it makes sense to me. I understand both sides. You got Brady, who's won that many Super Bowls. He's got a co- confident, borderline cocky, arrogantness about him that makes him him. And you would think that at some point he would probably outgrow that situation of being treated like a 20-year-old. I'm sure he appreciated it. Um, but I'm sure the, the person that we've come to know as Tom Brady, uh, has, did not really enjoy that experience every year, training camp, all of that, um, year in, year out. Um, and then his dad, what did I forget how his dad mentioned it? His basically, dad basically said, you know, it's vindication that, you know, Belichick didn't want him there, went to Tampa, had one of his best years ever. He should yeah. feel vindicated. And basically saying, you know, Tom's going to be up for this one. But and you, and you know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like when Cam Newton was doing his uh, um, sit down with his dad. Yeah. Except the thing about this is, I don't know, like, do you think Tom's calling his dad after, like, dad, shut the fuck up? Like, well, hold on, hold on. This... Let, let me vibe for a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, you also, I mean, I think, and they talked about this in the radio speaking, but, like, both Curran, who went and interviewed um, Tom Brady Sr., down in Tampa, and um, was it Karen Grigian? I think it was Karen Grigian interviewed Guerrero. But I did it the week before because I mean, I know once Monday hits, 
I don't think you'll hear it. It'll, it'll probably be radio silence from the Bucks mm. and from anyone around Tom Brady up until the no game. No bulletin. Season. Yeah. You're not going to hear anything. So, like, they're smart. You know, they're you, the, the only time you're going to hear it is the pregame uh, video he'll make, like, the day before or the morning of. Correct. That's going to be, oh, man. It's like, again, they do have a game tomorrow. It's going to be like the Saints aren't a pushover here. But, like, it's all you about. Know, I, I think it's I think it's the job of the people closest. So I think it's the job of a dad naturally to take things personally um, of things that are going on with their sons. Um, a best friend like Alex Guerrero to take things personally for his best friend. But I think Tom Brady just looks at it like, hey, I'm in another situation to win a Super Bowl and that's all that matters. And if I, I hey, deep down inside, he's going to want to stick it to the Patriots. Um, oh, a thousand percent. Did you also unrelated, but kind of related to the Guerrero situation? Did you hear that 27 Buccaneers players work out with him? That's like half the team is basically now like a Guerrero client. Like, talk about some snake oil that they're selling. Like, oh, Brady's got longevity and all these guys look up to him. Like, yeah, we'll give him a shot. It's like Guerrero is just really like a leech. Quite quite a quite a uh, pliable bunch they are. Um, oh, God. You know what? And it's funny from my, from my point of view, who I, I obviously coach in the fitness and health space and been in that. There is no, there are, there are no new <laughs> innovations uh, to moving. Like there's all this biohacking ideas and stuff like that, that come out because people want something that's like a fast track to whatever it is, recovery, um, certain health markers, uh, weight, things like that. And you can, you can dress it up any way you want, but at the end of the day, it's always the same basics. Um, and so it's, it is funny to me. It's like, cool. You found something that works. You found somebody that, I mean, Tom, Tom Brady is that spokesperson. So it's easy to, to kind of make, uh, your money off the back of that guy, um, because it's working for him. Although what I will say from a training standpoint, it's like Alex Guerrero got to work with this one percent, one percenter. And now working with one percent of people that made it to that level without him, they get it, they made it through the high school stage, they made it through the college stage to become the not even one percent, the fraction of a percent, yeah, people. And so it, it, it does come off sometimes when I see even trainers across the board. You see a lot of NBA guys, uh, trainers and stuff. It's like, well, cool, yeah, you worked when when they're in the, the NBA and you're at this point or the NFL. But it's like, are you really going to try to claim all of their successes, your system? And, and again, I'm not knocking capitalism. Go make your money. But uh, it's like, show me that you can do that with the greater population by t- teaching greater basics. And uh, I'll really appreciate that. But I digress. No, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's kind of the bigger. That is a bigger story in this whole thing with the Patriots is the Guerrero situation. And we don't need to get into it, but I think part of that, I mean, that's, this is kind of, is that Seth, I don't know if you followed it, but there's a Seth Wickersham book coming out. That's, I think it's supposed to come out next week, like next weekend, okay. maybe even like Friday or Saturday before the year. Do you know what it's called? I cannot remember the name of it, but it's supposed to be basically all these like trade secrets as to, to the breakup and the divorce that happened and all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I think some of it does have to do with Guerrero and just, and, and like I said, Guerrero works for Brady. Great. But I think, and from my understanding, I mean, I think Belichick was probably just like this fucking guy is basically doing what he's doing down in Tampa. 
but Bruce Arians doesn't give a shit because he's Bruce Arians and like they wouldn't be winning games if Brady wasn't there. Let's be honest. Um, well, when you got Brady telling your freaking offensive coordinator, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Byron left Who's running what team? <laughs> um, it's like it's kind of crazy, but that's like you said. We digress. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just such an interesting um, storyline for sure. I mean, it, it builds into the entertainment side of sport, you know. Oh yeah. That keeps us following along and doing podcasts like this. I'm just gonna have um, to mentally prepare to be up for that entire game because like Sunday night, you get it at 520 you got you know, a great time friend like for us at 820 I gotta stay up for a full game to like 1130 at night like, I don't you want to you want to know who I don't want to hear a word from and I just is Mac Jones the whole week I don't want to hear like I, I like pers- personally I just hope there's like zero word from Mac until game time and that's just like all right we're, we're, it's game it's go time well, I mean, um, next week, and he's going to have to. I mean, we'll talk about this, but like, it's not going to be what he's doing at the Jets. Like, he's yeah, he's going to have to put some points up. Well, I was, yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about the Saints because this could be an where I was talking about it with you know Bucks and the Rams is a big game. Um, this this game for the Patriots just setting them up in the the standing you know record wise and just momentum wise. So we'll get to that in a second, but. Uh, let's go around the league. Anything else? Any other stories? Any games that you remember um, that you want to touch on? Player performance, injuries, things like that. Two of the the Vikings or not the Vikings, the Titans Seahawks game was good. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Went overtime. Henry looks like Derrick Henry of old. Um, the other, I mean, the biggest thing came out of last week is the tour injury. Um, tour injury. Yeah. Justin Fields officially started until Andy Dalton comes back, which I, at this point I feel like it's just it's going to be Fields' job the rest of the way. Because um, let's be honest, Andy Dolan sucks ass. And the two injuries he was, I don't know if you saw it today, they put him on IR for three weeks. He was day-to-day. But now they're just officially out for three weeks. Um, which helps the Patriots, I mean, because ultimately I still think the Bills are going to win the division. Um, but, you know, this gives the Patriots a better shot of, you know, being better than the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Even though I don't think Tua was doing all that much when he was playing. But, I mean, it's better than and, um, Jacoby Brissett. Can you can we also talk about real quick Carson Wentz <laughs> twist twisting both ankles on Philadelphia spraining both ankles on wasn't the same play I don't even know man he's just like he is ACL tear that's who he is um he the Eagles though I mean talk about highway robbery just getting what they got for him because like if anybody plays like eighty percent of the games like they got a first round mm-hmm. pick. Like, they could have three first-round picks this year. And they're, like, clearly with Hurts, they found something there. Um, right. But, God, yeah, they – the Colts, man, I don't know. Carson Wentz, talking about fall from grace, like, massively successful MVP year, tears his ACL, and then he's just sucked since. He was MVP level yeah, when, he glass hurt, when he went down. Um, and I hate – I don't like to laugh at an injury, but you sprain both your ankles. That's – uh. Impressive. I mean, that's Aaron Donald for you, I guess. Um, that's that's his effect. Um, also, because we we did have a the first week three game going on. Panthers three and zero, man. Darnold getting new life, new system. They've also played some trash teams. So like, let's, they let's, have plays, but hey, they're real soft opening still, in the schedule. You still got to win it. Um, but man, did they win at the risk or at the loss of some big players. So 
Um, Christian McCaffrey, man, love you. Why are you going down with a hamstring injury? Um, oh, it's so, such a bummer. Yeah, I mean, what can you do about a hamstring? I mean, you got to think he's in shape. I don't know, I know. how much you can do. And the play was, I don't know if you saw it, it was pretty much, he literally just like did a stutter to like juke and then you could see it kind of pop a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're going to mess around and be a be the top of the freaking standings here soon. Um, well, they got the Cowboys this weekend or next weekend. So that'll be a good get yeah. back to where they're at. Cowboy, Cowboys played well. Um, again, I'm, I have no faith in them whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's get to the Patriots. Let's just talk about this. We'll, we'll start with uh, the performance against the Jets. Things that we liked, things we didn't like, things that were concerning going into this next week. Then we'll talk about the Saints coming up, and we'll keep the conversation for the Bucks uh, for next week. All right. So, play the Jets. They pretty much controlled the the whole way. As soon as you saw like the first two drives of the Jets, you're like, okay. Um, was that Sam Darnold in the backfield? <laughs> Seeing some ghosts. Um, Belichick just has a plan for rookie quarterbacks, at least the first couple times around to see him. Um, my takeaways real quick, defense showed up, played well. Um, offense, there's potential there, but dang, their offensive line, man, I feel like they're getting pushed around, and I don't like to see that. Mac took a couple of hard hits. Um, I will say Mac's been standing in there, which is exciting. He's not, he's not throwing the ball up because of that or not you know, falling away. Yeah, there was a couple of throws that, that, that would have happened. Uh, I know you, you might mention here the, the conservative play calling maybe a little bit still. Um, but what are your takeaways offensive, defensively, that total game against the Jets uh, closing it out? I don't know as much can be taken away from the defense. And I mean, it's the Jets. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's that famous TikTok play on Bleacher Report right now, that kid breaking down the Jets blocking. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so that, bad, actually. so bad, hilarious, really well done. Yeah. That kid. Um, but like, I mean, the McCordy interceptions, it's like every different McCordy interception, the ball gets overthrown by like 10 yards and he's just there to just basket catch it. It's like, who the hell is he throwing that one? The other plays were just, you know, good plays by the defensive backs. But again, he's trying to force them into tight windows and it's just rookie mistakes. Um, so I don't know as much can be cleaned on the de- defense. These next two games are really be a good litmus test of the past defense as it relates to the Saints and the Bucks next weekend. But um, Mac Jones had his chances. That's the other thing, too, though. It's not well talked about because all we see when we're watching the TV broadcast is that, you know, that flea flicker he threw to Jonathan Smith. If you pull it out, he does have Nelson Aguilar wide open in the end zone coming open that he could just – and he did in the preseason. So, I don't know if there's just some trepidation on his part um, initially as he's getting into the season and, you know, making the smart football play and, and possession of football – and not taking those chances, even though I think, again, that one was not necessarily a chance shot. That was a pretty open pass. Um, so I will – I would bet that you see more shots deep down, you know, past 20 yards um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they'll be as conservative in terms of the throws that Max Jones is making. That's more so on him than on the play calling. Sure. There was a lot of screens. That's always been part of the Patriots' offense. Sometimes it really pisses me off because it's like – it's so but if I learn it, if I learned anything from Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli, those safeties are up there. You're gonna either run the ball, you're gonna throw out these flats until they they respect it, and then you go deep. 
I don't know. I don't know what the safeties were doing. I watched this afterwards. But the Jets, and Eli, they probably weren't even on, in the right place. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean it's 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 uh, it was definitely frustrating to watch. Don't get me wrong, because I hate field goals, and so much of what it was was the defense. Damian Harris had a massive run there. Um, oh, didn't he? Oh, oh, man. And also, Mac Jones running all the way down the field to push him in. Great moment. Not great look, though. Let's not do that again. Um, we don't need that. There's already four linemen pushing him in. But to your point, and, and really to sum it up, the offensive line play has been terrible. And part of it, I mean, Trent Brown's been out, so it's kind of been um, Durant and Perron rotating in there. But Wynn's been beaten a lot. Shaq Mason's been beaten a lot. These guys who, like, you think are supposed to be the stalwarts have not played that well. And, th- I mean, they need to step up. Um, to give Mac Jones more time than he's had. It's the NFL. You're not going to have what you had at Alabama, let's be honest. Sure. But you got to give him more time. He, he, every time he's like, yeah, these guys in his face. Um, yeah. So that doesn't help. I, I mean, that's part of, and sorry, I mean, McDaniel said that this speaking too. That goes into his willingness to throw the ball. Does he have time to let that guy get open? Um, well, I'm sure a lot of the talk um, between, you know, McDaniel's, the offensive side of the ball, probably discussions with Belichick. Um, and then also just his perception of what makes or breaks rookie or young quarterbacks is that turnover thing. I mean, let's be real. I mean, the, the Jets are notorious for showing you that they're, they're willing to put a guy out there uh, even at the risk of their, you know, at the risk of their confidence that wrecking these quarterbacks. Um but for the most part, these guys are just giving the ball away quite a bit, chucking up. And I'm sure Mac, in his days with uh, Alabama um, and getting Saban down, you know, talking to him and also with his co- the competition he's had, I think his confidence as far as what he's capable of doing is great. But I'm sure it's just, hey, at the end of the day, he's a young guy trying to get in the rhythm. And maybe right now, as soon as he got named the star, maybe right now it's like, okay, um, how can I, you know, how can I do the right things all the time? Um, sometimes that takes away from, hey, getting those things that in the pre- preseason, maybe he had a little pressure off of him in his mind. He's like, yeah, I'm competing, but Cam's here and he's probably going to get, he's being told he's the starter. And so for me, I can just go out and sling it. There's no pressure. Maybe he's feeling a little bit of pressure, but uh, hopefully the game starts to starts to slow down the more reps he gets out there and he's seeing what he's capable of doing. And uh, nothing's showing me that there's going to be crazy growing pains. He's just a, he's an accurate quarterback. He reads it. I think he sees the defense really well. and He's learning the system. It's just, yeah, like you said, um, what, what separates um, – these young quarterbacks, like when Mahomes came in and Lamar, even Lamar, I know he's more footwork, but it's like, these guys just didn't give a shit. They, they just went out and flung the ball, did what they knew they could do. Max just got to find his own version of that. I think. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree in that regard. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think like you said, hopefully as the week's week's funny, it's a little confidence and, and it's trusting of throwing that ball into these tight windows and it's right. a little deep. Cause I mean, we know he's accurate. So Mm. We'll see. And hopefully those things yeah. too. get those tight ends involved. Get Smith, get Henry involved. Um yeah. we'll see. But it'll be a good game. This um week. and I was gonna say this big why I think this is a big game. So first off, the Saints. We saw a team that everyone overreacted and said was gonna be going <laughs> Jameis Winston is 2020 and he's gonna 
be the MVP. And then they came off and put up a dud this past week. So I'm not sure where in that spectrum we're going to find the Saints coming off of that week. Um, obviously, they have been going through the whole issue of not even being able to be at home um, with everything going on. So I'm sure that's impacting. Uh, the Patriots have a big one here. One, I think, is setting yourself up. The only thing I'm going to say about next week is setting yourself up in a position, not saying that we're going to lose the Bucs. What I'm saying is it feels a lot better to go into that game being 2-1 than it does to be 1-2. and two. Um, Second, it's a, I think this is an early game. Again, I think the Patriots are a great team. I do. I think they can beat the best of them. Um, well, not the very best of them quite yet. Yeah. But I think they can compete. Fair. They can compete with the best of them. Um, but this could very well be a, a big game to sort of steal, um, if that makes sense. This and, is also a trap game, though. Like, yeah, like we, we've been, you and I talked about it, but like, you can't tell me some of these guys aren't looking ahead. And I, they'll always say they won't. Belichick, you know, we're focusing on the Saints, but like, let's be honest, so much of this cloud over right now is Brady coming back to Foxborough next weekend. So it is a little bit of a trap game. Um, so hopefully they can wake up, you know, tomorrow morning focused on the Saints. And let's but, get... they're the, but they're absolutely the underdogs in this position, though, which means that the the, the focus is squarely on the, the Bucks and, uh, and Brady and and Gronk. And how are they going to come home back? And like and, and then the relationship with the coaching and the, the ownership, you know, and craft than it is with the Patriot players themselves now, which I think is a good thing and in, in fact i could see bill behind closed doors using that as a motivation factor it's like let's get the job done no one gives a shit about this patriot team everyone wants to see us lose so let's like let's you know come out get to two and one compete in this division be right up there with the bills separate ourselves from the, like this is why i'm looking at it like you said in a in the, the current situation the dolphins they're in a position where hey, this could be tough few weeks for them. The, the New York Jets and the New York Jets, you're competing right now with Bills if you want any shot at this division or getting close to that, that wild card. So I just look at it like this is a big early test that if you can get to 2-1, you're helping yourself so much at separating yourselves right away from the start from the Dolphins. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, we'll see. I mean – who the hell knows? I just hope it's not as boring as it was against the Jets when they're doing these conservative play calling. I know. I know. And then, of course, after we're texting each other that, they do that um, cross-lateral throw down. It's like – it's one of those plays where you see it's you're like, oh, this isn't going to happen. Like, he's not going to throw a bat, and then he does, and he throws it downfield. Great. Um, let's ho- hope that they don't need to <laughs> depend on those to get the ball downfield, though. Um, cool. Anything else we want to talk, touch on in the NFL, anything else that storyline? I don't think so. Some good games this weekend. Like we mentioned the Tampa, Tampa game will be a good one. Um, very interesting how Fields does against the Browns. And then last but not, I mean, the, the Packers 49ers game, another mm. great game. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. on national TV every weekend at this point. Um, don't don't sleep on the the Las Vegas Raiders. Exactly, and then the Monday night game, Eagles Cowboys. At this yeah. point, those are two that basically. I mean, the, the Washington football team. Keep on to say Redskins, but the Washington football team and the 
Giants sucked terribly. So, um, yeah, that'll be a good game too. Hey, put some respect on Danny Dan- Danny Dimes' name that he never deserved, but no. I guess we like to call him that. All right, well, that's NFL week two into week three prep here. We're really excited. Um, let's go around major sports in the league. Uh, we've got – let's go NBA a little bit. So we got a little Ben Simmons drama. We got Stephen A. Smith being like, yo, just swap Ben Simmons for Kyrie. <laughs> Boom. Um, ben Simmons apparently, reportedly today, not even talking with teammates, doubling down on getting the heck out of uh, that state. Um, but anything around this, the league, I know the Celtics have signed on a few people. Um, yeah. We don't even have to go into the Ben Simmons thing. I think that's just going to end out the way it ends up. Um, One way or the other, I mean, I don't think he's ever playing for the. It's just. It's so melodramatic, and I, the only thing I will say on it is that he's only hurting himself. Like, what GM willingly wants to give up a lot for him, knowing that if you don't have someone next to him, you're basically saying this is Ben Simmons' team, which with how he's acting, mm. who in their right mind would want to tie their actual career and, like, job security as a general manager to the volatility that is that guy who can't even fucking shoot or is not right. willing to shoot. So that's all I'll say on that piece. Um, okay. NBA training camp starts yep. next week. Right? I, think we I believe so. Next. Yeah. 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 Cause the following week is the preseason. Um, very exciting to see how it plays out. Very curious to see what the Lakers look like with their older roster and how the Westbrook fit is. Celtics got a lot to work out in terms of their rotations from, from a, you know, local perspective. Um, right. And then, very interesting with the Warriors, too. That's another team I'm just, like, so curious to see. But, you know, Clay Thompson's working his way back. Andrew Wiggins' right. situation with the vaccination exemption. Hilarious. Because, yeah. again, I don't know how – the debate now, and it was they were talking about the other day, is does he just miss home games now? And if so, is he basically forfeiting game checks? Um, right. So, I don't know. And then um, you got Kyrie Irving. Go for Yeah. Is that yeah. all you were going to say about it? Yeah, just Kyrie Irving and the melodrama that is Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Entertaining, did you, even though it's annoying. Did you, um, did you see the Clarkson, <laughs> the Utah Jazz interview? Oh, I was showing my wife last night. So great. Good a lot of games you know last year. I love, I yeah, love I when players just go along with it. And they have they don't he's got a good because they yeah. know it's they know it's just a hilarious thing. Oh, did you go to a lot of jazz games? Like, yeah, I went to a lot. <laughs> um, Rating six men a year. I know. Man, just such a I mean, it was such a cool response by him too. Not being like <laughs> I know. And he spelled his name out and everything. Um that's that's okay. the even better part. I know. Um, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy he went along with it. Didn't embarrass anyone. I mean, we've seen that. That's that happens once every couple of years. We see that happen. Um, Typically I I could understand in baseball or like hockey, um, but basketball and football, usually the stars are big enough names that I wouldn't call Jordan Clarkson a star per se, but like you should at least, only 15 players in the jazz you should recognize yeah. someone of his caliber he's not like he's a 15th man they get well, a really good recognize him by name you know right? <laughs> um 
<laughs> and so Jordan Clark looks like a basketball player. You can look at him like he sure does. He might be on the team. Let me figure this out before I ask if you went to a lot of games last year. Huge fan. Just a huge <laughs> fan. Um, yeah, just play 20 questions. You'll get there. Uh, let's go to let's go to NHL. Hey, did you see the Coyotes bringing their old, old uniforms back? Didn't they already do this? I Wait, they did? Yeah, the, the ones that we used to have growing up as kids, like those cool ones. Yeah, the one yeah, I got my like jersey back in the day. Yeah. Well, they got a white one now, I think. Oh, uh, I are these, are, are these are full-time uniforms? Let me, I gotta look this up now. I hope so. I think so. I think that's what it was. Look it up as you're going. Room. Yeah, you can look that up while you're going. Um, any hockey news you want? I, I know Jack Eichel, that's kind of an interesting Buffalo. It's such a Sabres thing to be happening. It's, it's um, kind of like a Ben Simmons situation in a different way. Like, yeah. I know these are injury involves, but like hockey is just such a sport that you can't pull what you pull in the NBA. We're like, yeah. yeah, I'm done. Never playing a game for you. Don't call me until there's a trade. Like Simmons is doing, uh, yeah. don't try to show up at my door. I don't want to hear anything. I'm just never playing for you again. And, and then they're playing, and then they're they're Charlie Conwaying him, um, taking his captaincy away. Um, oh man, just um, interesting. Yeah, and I don't know really much in the NHL though, is there? I, mean, I they, saw Malkin. Kind of, Malkin's out now too, along with Crosby. So um, that'll be a tough him. start for them. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, hockey's been – as we always talk, as we always say, hockey's just – hockey's doesn't really exist until it starts back up. Um, so keep our eyes on that. Um, and then let's go base, baseball, final one. We are, what, a week away from the end of the season here. Uh, we got races everywhere. How, how about this? How about you, Travis? I, you're a manager of the good old San Francisco Giants. You get your team to 100 wins in a season. That is spectacular. And you are one game up on the lead from playing a one-game play-in game that could end you the entire season. And that's the situation we're finding San Fran with pressure on. Dodgers right behind them. They're up by like 14 games or something for the AL or the NL wild card. Padres, my, my, my backyard team here, a second team. Uh, they crumbled, man. Oh man, this past week we've seen some drama in the on the field. We've seen drama in their dugout. Um, man, just do not, they're not happy with each other. Um, and it, I don't blame it. Winning fixes everything. And if he ain't winning, it's not fixing anything. So, um, but we're seeing Seattle or no, sorry, not Seattle, not Seattle, St. Louis. Seattle is in the picture, but St. Louis, what are they at 13, 12 game win streak right now? I think 13. Um, which makes it even, like I said, I've been very open that I have not watched any baseball. I did watch I some know. of the Yankees-Red Sox game last night. In fact, Corey's at the yeah. Red Sox game right now. Oh, no um, way. Yeah. He, I do want to talk to you about that. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I think – I'm now I'm curious, like, do you think the Cardinals can beat the Dodgers in a one-game playoff? Is it possible? Well, are they good enough? Or is this just I, like a – But are you going to – here's the thing. Are Dodgers just going to go out there and put freaking Matt Scherzer on the – who is one of the greatest pitchers we've seen in our lifetime. <laughs> and he's just going to shut it down, which is absolutely a opportunity that, and I think you have, you have to pitch your ACE if he's ready for that game. So, um, is but hey, there's still. Is he definitively the right? Oh, dude, he's just definitively the, maybe the best pitcher in baseball. Um, I know we want to give everything to Otani by the end of the year, but Scherzer every freaking year, dude. I know he gives up his share of home runs now and then, but guy is so good. Um, 
then, yeah, so Padres struggling. Anyways, we'll go to AL. Yeah, I watched that yesterday. Um, so we've got, yeah, we got some interesting stuff going on. So at this point in time, the Yankees played real well yesterday um, within a game. So this game is real important. Could get them tied for that lead. Blue Jays been losing a little bit after they won all those games. Um, so they're two games back as of today. Could change tonight. Um, oh, man. Can we talk? I know that we're really in the aesthetics right now. Um, I know what is an honor of, but can we agree that the Boston yellow uniforms are brutal? Like, the that's been, like that's been a real, uh, real talking point. And lately. you know why they've been wearing it so much because the baseball is the most superstitious one, yeah. game. In, Which, in they the, started their, their hot streak not wearing these jerseys. And then they just won like a game or two. And like, oh, might as well keep wearing them. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to see if they're wearing them right now. They lost. Could they, could they ever have just, have they ever thought about, hey, let's just do it all blue and then make the detail yellow? Yeah, it's I don't just know. So, And then they're wearing the red, red everything else. And it's yeah, just it's bad, bad, man. It's bad. Um, and then the Yankee, I know and Corey a, hates them. And like, it's a Yankee Red Sox matchup. It's like, I don't want to see the Yankee Red Sox. Like, I want to see the gray the yankee gray at fenway and the red sox white that's what i want to see the purest I, in me the uh so so last night's game i, I it's probably the first game i've actually said and i watched the majority of it well i will say we were having dinner so by the time it turned i was already three nothing yankees but freaking of all these suck and then they bring in salamora who is also equally as bad um he's actually worse than evaldi evaldi just had a bad game but they finally got some momentum, a little bit at least. You know, it's seven to three, which, I mean, it's baseball. So you can get four runs pretty easily, thinking. Then you bring in Martin Perez, who is like the freaking MLB equivalent of, like, bringing in a Little League pitcher. Like, you get some momentum, then you bring in your worst fucking pitcher and immediately give up another run back. It's like, God damn it, what are you doing, Alex Cora? So, again, zero zero now. I'm very curious after this recording to see if they're actually wearing their uh, yellow jerseys right now. Yeah, we'll find that out. Um, so that that wild card will be super interesting. I think it's always fascinating to see. It's always the – I feel like it's always the AL East minus the Orioles that are involved with it. Who could have ever um... – Orioles should be relegated. Just bring up a minor league team. <laughs> they should be relegated. Pittsburgh Pirates, man. Oh, man, I'm sorry for you. Um, it's amazing. I know it's hard to but, develop talent if you're at the top of the draft in baseball. It takes a while, but like, yeah, God, the Orioles are bad. And then it's just, Always. I mean, the Rays are, inc- they're incredible to me. I mean, Could you name you a single name player me. on the Rays? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not even pronounce it right, though. Uh, Arizona or no, Arizona? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arizona? Yeah. No, it's not Arizona. I know you're talking Arizio, about. Arizo, yeah. Whatever. He had a great postseason last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think of his name. That's why I can almost think of his name. Um, as, don't, don't, they, don't they have like Nelson Cruz on the team or something? They do, yeah. They do. No, they do. Yep. Um, but anyways, yeah, other than that, I can name you no one, and I can tell you their payroll reflects that. Um, and they just win ballgames. Um, yeah. Anyways, craziness. I'm excited. I'm actually pretty excited for postseason. Um, it'd, be, it'd be exciting to to see how it all plays out. I will say the last couple of years with these all of these playing games for wild card have been fun. 
Um, I thought they've, they've ended up being really great as much as I want to hate them because you have a whole body season body of work comes down to one game and like a pitcher that could be 21 and three, um, best pitcher in the league can just have an off night and then your season's done. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer, but it's good if your team wins. I'll put it that way. Love it if your team wins. But it would be cool to see a Yankee Red Sox playing game. Um, just, yeah. just, just for the I would ages, hope Fenway uh, Park would be a full stadium at that point, but I don't know. They've had a hard time getting people in the stadium. Hey, you got to win the freaking first playoff AL, uh, wild card spot before that, man. Could be Yankee Stadium. Could be the Yankee Stadium. Um, okay, let's bounce around. Anything, any other news, anything uh, in other sports, media, entertainment, TV, movies? I don't think so. I mean, the Ryder Cup's been – U.S. has pretty much been dominating. Yeah, they were up 6-2. Uh, of course, they weren't on TV unless you had, like, Golf Channel or they're on, they're or whatever it is. Right now. Okay, 9-3. Um, Last I checked, that was – they're still going right now. But. I'll have to check that out. Um, Got a little heated this morning or this afternoon because DeChambeau had a putt that he thought should have been a gimme, and he had to put the club down and measure it with his club to the hole. And he was like – and they, they made him putt it. So I think it's simmered down a little bit from there, but it's just the honest system out there. Like, you know, oh, man. Yeah. he's, he's a, uh, oh shoot. What's the word? He's just a, uh, neurotic guy, dude. He's a neurotic yeah. man. Um, but him and Brooks had a, had a sit down meal. They might've been sitting on opposite ends of the bar, but they had a meal together. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, any any show so ted ted lasso i enjoyed enjoyed that um that was a good one um okay i saw it on trending and i started watching it. i loved it squid game yeah did not get into that so it's korean okay it's a korean uh show but it's like overdubbed with english like a lot of these ones, I'm big on these. Get into ones, I, I am huge on these foreign ones. I, I love cannot them. get into them, man. Cannot get and into them. And part of it is how bad. Like there's, there's always two characters. And if you started watching this, I wouldn't even have to tell you which one. I think it was hilariously done terribly. Like, uh, yeah, you wouldn't. You would just have to watch. And anyone else who's watched Squid Game, you probably can tell. There's one character that it's like it's obnoxiously bad but it makes it even better in some ways. Um, but anyways, you gotta, you gotta check it out. It's a really weird premise. It's like these guys who are, um, who owe a ton of debt to whatever part of society they live in. They're basically scum and they come into this, uh, circumstance where they can win a bunch of money, but at this, but it's like, they basically play children's games that they grew up playing. Um, and they have to win if they lose they're eliminated and when they're eliminated they're like done and uh they're like dead um but it's crazy man you gotta watch it if you can deal if you can deal with a little gore um of like the moment of it but they do such a good job with like character development um loved it squid game netflix trending all right let's do it (laughs) um (laughs) outside of that uh i haven't really been watching much else or having much time to do much morning else. show came back which i don't know if you watch on apple tv i, I haven't watched that i might get good. into that we'll see good. we'll yeah. see um 
and then uh, watch the end of uh, American Horror Story or first half, whatever is going to happen next. Did you like the ending of it? I don't know. It was kind of, I mean, bizarre. bizarre. Like, again, I want to see if this really, they end up tying to the other show in any shape or form. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It's kind of yeah, a letdown yeah. ending. Yeah. It, I, you know what I thought was interesting? They just kind of like let the whole um, like mom becoming a pale thing just kind of didn't even revisit that. No. And then um, they sort of just let the whole like, I don't want to spoil it here, but walk into the ocean um, type yeah. thing yeah. go by Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um, they didn't really even come back to that. And then like, um, I want to call him Macaulay, but it's not. Um, what's his name? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin, right? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that whole situation, they kind of just... Was he in the last one? No. No, remember they, the, the ocean scene with Sarah Paulson? Remember how that happened before? Oh, I'm... Yeah, I'm... Yep. I'm... Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Long. I'm, I need the next half here. We need a new, new half. Um all right, man. I'm going to let you go watch the uh, Yankee Red Sox game. Um, I'm going to stream cast it probably because it's on MLB Network out this way. Um, and then we'll, we'll collect. We'll, we'll meet uh, maybe a little earlier in the week next week so we remember all the football games that happened. But, uh, yeah, man, this was episode 62 of the Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. Look forward to catching up next week.